coming up. Readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Harness Zayadar and Zayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. All right, what's up, Fantasy Book fans? This is Steven, your host with Phantology Podcast, along with my lifelong friends, Jake, Josh, and Ryan. Uh, we're missing Ben. It, it looks like it's kind of hard to get all five of us together for one episode, but uh, that's, I guess, understandable. But we are going to be doing a monthly episode talking about our top three fantasy books for new readers or like intro into fantasy. What would we recommend um, for someone that's got kind of a lower learning curve, something that someone could just dive right into. And then this is going to kick off a Twitter bracket competition where all of you, our fans, can enter your picks and then we'll do some voting and see uh, what the ultimate winner is. So guys, sound okay? Did I did I enter that all right? Yeah, I think it's just hard to get Ben on any podcast recently. He I doesn't can... yearn. He doesn't yeah. yearn for it. He's he's all about logic now. He doesn't let the fantasy side of his mind free anymore. Mm. He doesn't dream anymore. You know, I could see Ben like doing who was it like Grissom or something that like was a lawyer, like a military lawyer, and then he wrote all those like lawyer books. Am I thinking is that the one I'm thinking of? I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. But I could see Ben like writing this like law books in like some high fantasy setting. I think he would do a good job. And he's a lawyer. He did enjoy the uh, him and I. Him and I interviewed Richard Swan, who's the author of the Justice of Kings. I think that's the name of the the book. It came out last year. But the main character is like a justice, like a, a lawyer essentially. So Ben really connected with it. And the author, I believe, was also, if I'm remembering this right, is also had some law background. So yeah, maybe that's Ben's future right there. This man is Ben's hero. Uh, <laughs> I feel like a lot of authors come from interesting backgrounds. That is one that is one side benefit I think to like it being difficult to actually make a living as an author. You have to you have to have some other profession as your primary uh-huh. source of income until you can break into like actually yeah. your your works can be more successful. Yeah. That, that's that's the same though with a lot of artistic things. Like there's a lot of actors that are also that also have like waiting or waiting tables but even more than that like a lot of visual artists also just do it part-time you know and yeah i think you could say that musicians or even like outside of art like like side projects like startups and things like that like a lot of those have you know you have to have a main a main source of income first and then you like until that can swap over yeah I will say though, if that's Ben's goal, he it's good he's focusing on law, but he can't neglect this side of it. Otherwise, yeah, it's not gonna happen. We'll I don't think that's a, Ben's a goal. That's not Ben's goal, but we need we need to like make it his goal. That's yeah, that's yeah. our goal for him. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to make his goal. I think I just hope we can utilize 
his uh, law school degree for fantasy law somehow. Yeah, just, maybe he can be. The, maybe he can go be on the writing team of the next She-Hulk season, so that the law episodes aren't like all complete trash. Ben Ben will be like the dad, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Or, or no, it's Charlie, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Where he's like, "I'm an expert in bird law." <laughs> ben will be like, "I'm an expert in high fantasy law." Yeah. Roshar, <laughs> he's like, "I can go toe to toe with any." Oh, dang it! What's the name of the like religious law people? Voren, the yeah, artists. yeah, I can go toe to toe with nice. any ardent. Yeah, all right. He specializes in chicken law. <laughs> All right, Roshar so we've cut. we've uh, determined here, yeah, Roshar deep cut. <laughs> we've determined that it's impossible to do anything cool in a uh, profession unless you toil away at something boring for a while first, which is kind of where all of us are at, to be honest. Anyway, uh, here's our cool thing, which is Phantology Podcast, and let's talk about the top three intro books. So it's like, what's the deal? Like, Ryan, this is your idea. Someone comes to you. And says, I want to read a fantasy book. And you say, okay, here you go. Start with this one, two, or three. Yeah, I think even more, like, even if they don't necessarily come to you, but like just a book you would recommend to somebody who isn't an experienced fantasy reader, who you think it's, like you said earlier, not as steep of a learning curve and just i don't know it's easy to connect with i guess it's okay. a great first step into the genre and I, I think we can consider both science fiction and fantasy for this competition uh, yeah this yeah. is a this is interesting because i think you can go about it a couple different ways like one one way would be recommending a book that might have light fantasy or sci-fi elements to it but it's just a good book in general. So like, if you like reading, you're going to like this regardless and it'll like dip your toes in the fantasy. Or you could also recommend something that is like archetypically fantasy sci-fi and the like, like the reasoning being, if you don't like this, you're not really going to like fantasy or sci-fi, but if you do, you will. So I'm interested to see what you guys pick on there. I'm hoping it's not a bunch of YA stuff, honestly. I feel like this is... (laughs) beholden to that but oh dang and (laughs) yeah i'm calling you out josh (laughs) maybe your fantasies don't align with our fantasies maybe your fantasies are more bdsm and so you would recommend 50 shades of gray yeah it could be all right well i'm gonna start i'm I'm gonna i'm (laughs) gonna start let's hear yeah let's hear josh's fantasy so i went about it a different way i thought about three like kind of three categories of people and so it's not like one, two, and three in terms of like the best, how we would typically do it. But one, so I'm going to start with like a young adult, like what I'm, I guess the first fantasy book I might introduce to my kids. Um, and that would be Harry Potter. I think that that's what, you know, I think it's a pretty easy way to get most kids. By the way, I forgot I'm going to say, I'm probably going to get canceled by everyone here. I'm going to get canceled for Harry Potter. I'm going to get canceled by fantasy fans for my next pick. My third pick might be okay. But um, so it's all right, you and Ben are redundant. So, <laughs> so yeah, Harry Potter. I mean, like, I think honest, like, it was very, I know, formative for all of us. I know all of us were big Harry Potter fans. Um, I know it like sparked was a, a big part of sparking my love for reading. I have all the, I'm getting all the illustrated um, books as they're coming out. And so I hope that my kids are able to read those. So sorry, Jake, for the 
even like middle grade, not even, not even YA. Hey, Harry Potter is Harry Potter is a great one where I think JK Rowling nailed it of like writing, like having your writing evolve with your audience because yeah, the first Harry Potter is like, you could definitely consider it middle grade, but by book four or five, you know, that's definitely like YA. And by right. the end, it's like out of YA to uh, what is, what is the new one called? New uh, adult. New adult. New adult. Yeah. 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 As a side note, or and maybe a counterpoint to Jake's, do you guys think that there's a pretty big jump from book three to book four in terms yeah. of like the age? Because I was talking to my brother who was reading it with his young kids and he was able to read the first three books with like his seven-year-old, but then they started the fourth book and it was just way too scary for him. So definitely gets scarier, but I feel like, I feel like three started to make things scarier too. I don't know. I felt like with the, the mentors more between two and three, but there definitely was another jump. There, between there's pretty big jumps between two, two and three. And then, um, between three and four, I'd say there's, but even between like four and five, I'd also say there's a jump between four and five. Big, I was, I was terrified. I was, I was terrified of book two. The Basilisk was enough for me. Well, but the well, the intro of book four, though, like Ryan was yeah, saying, the de- with, uh, yeah, the death of the, the muggle, garden, the, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, there's still like kind of the the uh, lightheartedness of like the Triwizard where's their tournament, but then like book five, like it's just pretty like. With the like uh, the mind thing that he was doing with Snape, man, I need to do a reread of these. Aquamancy, yeah, Aquamancy, like that was all pretty intense. Like Sirius dying is like really, really intense. Mm-hmm. That's the first like main death. Like Cedric dying, like he wasn't that cl- he wasn't like somebody Harry would really depend on. I don't know. I just feel like that. I feel like there's a big enough jump of like book four definitely gets dark because like that intro and then also the whole uh, Barty Crouch and Barty Crouch Junior thing going on. Okay. I don't know. Sorry, yeah. I derailed us. This isn't a review of Harry Potter. Guys, I'm before Josh's next pick, I'm going to the so I'm going to London in April. I'm going to the Harry Potter like studio tour outside of London. Wait, pretty, nice. how pretty excited you, for that. When did you plan this trip? And why is this the first time we've been hearing about it? <laughs> uh it's it's just kind of been in the works. I haven't yeah. Oh nice. But, there oh, you family go. trip or what's the occasion? Yeah, family trip. Get out of yeah, get out of the snow, get out of the house. That sounds way fun. Yeah. So second great pick. Great pick. Okay. Oh, thanks. Uh you're not you're not gonna think this one's a great pick. Okay. I did not like this book very much at all. I think I gave it a five. <laughs> but the amount of people that don't read fantasy that love I think this you're book. You're gonna steal this pick from me. I, I think oh, I am know. I? Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea what's Sorry, coming. Sorry, dude. I know I do you want to take going. it? I, I don't really want it. So if you want it, you can have it. it. No, no, no. You, you've already, you've already yeah, started. You've, you you've can't stop. it already. Okay, but it is A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, oh. No, I, this is I, a I really not, good pick. Oh, really? I did not think this was where you were going. Sorry. Oh, really? Oh, this is okay. where I thought you were going here. It's a good yeah. pick. I mean, yeah. Like, look, like, I didn't like it. Mackenzie didn't really like it. I know a lot of people that really, 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 really like it that don't read really any other fantasy, but really like this book. There's like a whole subgenre of books like this that you can get into. And then you might get further and further into like other high fantasy things. I'm actually debating whether it's a good pick now, just thinking, does this get people into fantasy? Like, is this a segue into fantasy or is it just, this is what 
is it more like people like reading romance and then the people who like reading romance novels consider this fantasy as well but that's as far as they go maybe oh, but i know oh, a lot of people so like just the, the journey there you know like is this a starting point or a a limit hmm. maybe but i also know a lot of people just see a book big book and they're like there's no way reading that is enjoyable and then yeah. they like read it and then they're like oh dang big books can be enjoyable for a lot of people it's just kind of that simple I think for a lot, yeah, a lot of the people who you might recommend A Court of Thorns and Roses to, they're not going to get into fantasy anyway, so this might be their best shot at it. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I gave this book to my sister that doesn't really read fantasy for Christmas. Um, I don't think she started it yet, so TBD on how that's going. Does she know that there's like content in this book? Uh, I kind of prefaced it a little bit. Okay. But you guys said it you guys said you guys said it wasn't that bad. So I don't think there's much in the first one at all. There's not a ton in the first one, but Josh liked it enough to go on and read the second and third one. Did you read the third one? I don't know if I even finished the second one, to be honest. No, I think I did finish. I can I can get past like the first few chapters of the second one. I might have to retry that. Okay. Well, yeah. So second pick. Third pick, I'm just, it's like a general audience. Like I, like if a work friend comes up that like, I don't know super, super well, it's like, hey, I heard that you like uh, reading books. What's a fantasy book that you'd recommend? And I think just Mistborn. Like, I think it's a, it's a pr- pretty digestible read. It's very, yeah. you know, it has a lot of current trends in fantasy. It's nothing too intense. It's pretty, um, pretty chill. But not too much like in terms of like content or violence or sex or anything like that. I know it's not like an offensive book. And I really, it's still one of my like favorite uh, completed trilogies. It's done. You can stop after book three. I mean, heck you could stop after book one and have a satisfying story. True. True. Josh. All right. That's what my wife did. She read the first book and stopped. <laughs> and she I liked she it was, too. I, I thought she was really into the the romance side of things. She she was, um, and then she found a court of thorns and roses. <laughs> tell her, tell her, yeah, tell her. Book two has like a a Reese and uh, oh, I don't even remember their names. Dang it, Fair. Uh, what are the two? What are the two guys' Re- names though? It's Reese like and Reese and and uh, Lionel, Lionel from Breath of the Wild. I don't know. You t- you're talking about Jacob and Edward? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Josh surprisingly yeah. no hot takes here no no really like yeah i think these are all like very okay. good picks yeah all right all right <laughs> you guys you guys are not going to argue about this i, I don't feel like the internet is going to agree with me or our discord is going to agree with me but hey i'm glad jake agrees with me <laughs> all right so josh you said harry potter oh. court of thorns and roses and miss born miss born okay it's just I bring that up just because recently a coworker of mine, like I was telling him about our podcast, and he was listening to an episode, and I don't he picked the Lost Metal episode, and Josh and I have a little argument about what a MacGuffin is in that episode, and I had totally forgotten, and he's just like, "You guys are really passionate about MacGuffins," and I was like, <laughs> "I don't remember." I was like, "I don't remember much. I just remember Josh had a hot take, and it was wrong. That's all I remember." <laughs> <laughs> it's all right it's it's common for me it's common so i probably don't stand half by half my hot takes and uh it's in, fun to it's fun to discuss them though for yeah. sure now you have to have hot takes to make a good podcast episode even if you don't really believe in them all right 
<laughs> okay, there's mine. I'm done. I got through mine. All right, Ryan or Jake or, I mean, am I gonna go? I Usually, go. I go last. Okay, Jake. I can go. I, I feel like I'm not picking Aragon, but I feel like Aragon would be a common pick for this. I didn't have the experience of reading that growing up. I didn't read it until college, so it wasn't part of my like formative years. But I do think that like the dragon rider aspect of fantasy is can be a really good intro to fantasy and for me that was uh dragon riders of pern by ann mccaffrey love those is, books they're fun go ahead is that the same series that sanderson really liked growing up or yeah. is that a slightly is that a different one okay he's referenced them before yeah they're a really cool blend of like science fiction and fantasy like the more you read the more you realize it's really kind of a science fiction setting with fan more of a fantasy like archetype yeah really great you have basically dragons and people who like become dragon riders they bond with them and there's like more of a like larger world building that you get to know as things go on anyways i really like those i would love for us to read them all and review them see if they hold up aren't there a ton there's a lot right there's like five or seven, I think. Yeah, maybe oh, more. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Wait, not, Dragon not... Riders of Pern? Yeah. Hmm. I thought there were more than that. There might be. That's what. That's my recollection. I don't even know if I re- read them all. I'd be down to go back and at least read like the first one. Number two, um, I thought of, uh, what's it called? Dang, I just had it. The Lies of Locke Lamora. This is one of those where I, it's like not super... It's not super fantasy, I feel like. Like you could not really be interested in fantasy tropes, but you could read that one and then realize like fantasy is more than the stereotypes. And it's yeah, just a really good, really well written and like really fun and engaging. And then as it goes on, it, it gets more kind of fantasy like. And so you can um get more into that and kind of get a feel for if this is something you want to explore more or not. And I feel like it it has a lot of aspects that, you know, might appeal to somebody who's unfamiliar with fantasy with like, you know, the strong relationships between the characters, the humor, the high settings. Mm-hmm. I think it's also got a little bit of coming of age aspect to it. Yeah. So I, I like that pick. I think anyone who likes reading would enjoy that book. And then my final one is kind of cliche, but I'm going to say The Hobbit. I feel like this is kind of on the opposite end. This is archetypical fantasy. So if you read this and you like it, you're probably going to like most fantasy stuff out there. Go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, I was almost to pick The Hobbit instead of Harry Potter because that's like a memory I have from when I was little, little, probably around like five or six was my dad reading The Hobbit to us. And like, I I felt like I was, I felt like I was like a reader, like, because it felt like an adult book kind of, you know? Yeah. But it still is like yeah. very understandable and digestible for a kid. And so, um, yeah, anyway, good pick. That's similar to the Harry Potter pick. You're talking about you're getting the illustrated versions. We just bought an illustrated version of it to read to our kid. So nice. hopefully they like it. Nice. That, that's a good example of a YA book that's that's not like silly, childish writing. It's still like adult writing, but for well, kids yeah. almost a- if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's not this like watered down silly thing just for kids. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, you or me. Um, currently I am trying to break up a cat fight. So if, if you want to go next, Steven, <laughs> you look so <laughs> <Okay>. calm, Ryan. 
Okay, I will go. Well, Ryan breaks up a cat fight. Um, so I, I approached this from a little bit different angle. I was more thinking like, I'm recommending a book to someone who knows what fantasy is, familiar with Lord of the Rings, grew up with Harry Potter, probably has that background, but then they're like, hey, I want to get more into modern fantasy or like what's kind of the next step in reading fantasy books. Because that's those are the conversations I like to have. I feel like recommending someone to read like basic fantasy is not as exciting as as like, okay, you know, here's something that's a little more involved. Anyway, um, not not to diss on your guys' picks or anything, but that's just where my mind went. Let's see uh, Superior Stevens picks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is a little 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 higher level picks here for you. <laughs> so the first pick, which will probably be a surprise to no one, is The Name of the Wind, which is my favorite book. And I know you're going to say, oh, the trilogy's not complete. And honestly, maybe it will never be complete. We have we don't know what's going on. Don't, say, don't put that out but, there. Yeah, well, you know, at this point, Jake, I think we have to be realistic about things, <laughs> as Logan Ninefingers would say. <laughs> who who does not? Logan does not make Dang, with the foreshadow with the foreshadow from Steven. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, Grim Grimdark doesn't. I I don't think makes the list of recommendations. Although I do have an anecdote about a recent recommendation I gave. Um, Anyway, <laughs> name name of the wind, name of the wind makes it because I feel like it's, the, I mean the writing's awesome and it's not, it's kind of like you were saying, Jake, with Lies of Lockmore. Like for the most part, it's kind of a you know it's not super involved in magical flying creatures and anything that's too far out there. Like yes, there is magic, but it seems very realistic and it's kind of just this coming of age story about a boy who goes on an adventure and I don't think you really need to be too into the fantasy genre to appreciate it so I, I feel like this is a, a pretty safe pick and I've recommended this book to a lot of people who are not big fantasy fans and they've for the most part all liked it and if they haven't liked it then they haven't told me about it later so um, everyone that comes back to me is like, yeah I had the same thought that similarly it's just a really well-written book and so like the story is written in a, just a compelling way that the fantasy elements aren't too heavy in like the the genre aspect of it. It almost feels more like you're reading some sort of like fairy tale in that sense where it's like, okay, this is kind of like you have these boogeyman type creatures and like it's a good blend of like that in a coming of age like Harry Potter and then just really good writing. I almost picked that one instead of Lies of Aquamora, but I knew you were going to pick it. So I had to swap. <laughs> I feel like it's hard not to get pulled in by the writing. Yeah. So I gave my sister that I gave the Court of the Court of Thorns and Roses to for Christmas. I gave her husband the name of the wind. I I on this thing where I give my family, like everyone in my family, a book, and I hope that they read it. But honestly, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do it for because there's just a lot of pressure giving someone a book. Like <laughs> if they don't if they don't read it, it can be kind of awkward. I don't know. How many of them have actually read the books you've gifted them? My other sister, her husband, Caden, who's been on the podcast with us, always does. Um, he's a he's a top tier brother-in-law in this regard. <laughs> whoa, whoa. So, so are you are you banking on both brothers-in-law not listening to this? Or Caden's the only one that might listen to it. So. Or no, do you not no, care? No, Caden probably will listen. He listens to no, a, a lot will. of her. 
but the one that has been designated is not top tier. No, no, he's not. He's not. It's not that he's not top tier. That's he just, what I heard. He has, he has an opportunity. He has an nope. opportunity here to get to that top tier because he's new. Closely. He's, he's, he's a new, he's a new brother-in-law. So, you know, this is his chance to get there. We'll see how it goes. No pressure. Steven, if, if they don't, if they don't read the book by the following Christmas, you should just like re-gift it. Be like, hey, your present is from brother-in-law B because he didn't read it. Like he's giving you his book because he, he loses no, just take their, privileges. Yeah, just take their book and give it to Caden. That is that is way too much passive aggressive behavior for Christmas. I feel like it heart it would be very difficult to figure out like a good book to recommend to each member of your family and not it run is. out of them after it, like it really two is or three right. years. Yeah, it really is. I have the hardest time for my mom and my sisters. I I just am not as familiar with the Regency romance genre. If somebody likes Wheel of Time, then you got the next like 15 years just taken care of. Don't even need to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or just or just for their wedding gift, just dump all of their 15 Wheel of Time books in there. That'd be a nice wedding gift. Oh, that's that's what we got, Jake. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is what you got, Jake. For yeah. His wedding. yeah. Yeah, it was a really that's... nice wedding gift. <laughs> okay, so that's one book. I've been able to get one book down point <laughs> nice okay sorry book number two so i'm going to choose a really recent book which came out last year and is babel by rf kwong and this was actually the top it's it's like the top fantasy book of 2022 on a lot of lists and jake is showing it off and <laughs> it's kind of like i don't think it's too dissimilar from something like name of the wind where it's a coming of age It's kind of a school setting for the majority of the time, but it has a much more like serious adult tone because it really leans in hard to real world themes and is important in that way and makes you think about our modern world. Um, Not that Name of the Wind doesn't have good themes, but Babel really kind of leans into some more uh, political ideas almost. But I think that's great. And I think it's awesome when fantasy can touch on actual real things and can get you thinking along those lines as well. Um, it's also a fantastically written book and it doesn't require you to read any other books. It's a standalone. And uh, I, I mean, yeah, you guys have read it, right? Like, am I, am I crazy here for choosing? Oh, you, you, okay. Yeah. It's, it's just there to inspire you. Uh, yes, it is actually. It was right next to Children of Gods and Fighting Men, which I did read and I haven't made it onto Babel yet. I think I think the only thing you have to be careful is uh, the 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 political nature of the book. You gotta, you yeah, gotta be mindful of uh, who of who you're giving that to. Let's just say hmm. our right wing may not appreciate it as much. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah. Wow, you yeah. guys really want to get controversial today? No, no, no. It's just if we're talking <laughs> about like like recommending books to people I, i'm not saying that like they can't read it but like i just don't think somebody like people with yeah a specific worldview would really enjoy reading it so i probably wouldn't recommend it to them got to be open-minded okay book number three um as, as the controversy continues for my recommendations <laughs> oh boy now I, i'm looking i'm looking Oof. through my uh books that i've written down i'm trying to find another controversial one i'm gonna go uh i'm just i'm just gonna kind of continue the trend of coming of age type stories, school settings even. 
And I'm going to, I might be stealing one from Ryan, but I'm going to go with Blood Song by Anthony Ryan. Was that on your list, Ryan? It actually wasn't just because of how I, I've talked about this a lot in recent podcasts, but how the series ends the trilogy, or at least the first trilogy ends on kind of a low note for me. And, but blood song by on its own, I guess would be so a fantastic good. recommendation. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I think we all are kind of disappointed by the ending of the trilogy, but I never finished it because you guys were so disappointed in it and I didn't want to have that disappointment. It's, yeah. it's definitely worth finishing in my opinion. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it definitely is. Honestly, I don't know if I can say the same, but the first book, Blood Song, uh, goes on my list of books to recommend to new readers because uh, it's just super fun and fast-paced and enjoyable to get in, inside uh, Valen Alsorna's head and all the cool things that he does. And yeah, I, so I guess the theme, the theme in, in my books is if, you're, if I'm going to recommend a book to a new reader, it's going to be a fun coming-of-age type book. Although Babel, not quite the same level of like lighthearted fun, but, but still really good. So Stephen, no, it's kind of funny. Back in 2010, so 13 years ago now, guess what books Oof. you recommended for me to read after I, uh, after I'd kind of burnt, burnt, I think I'd read Six Wheel of Time books and was a little bit burnt out. Okay. You remember this? Yeah. Guess wow. what they were. Okay. Uh, the Name of the was Wind. Na- Name of the Wind and Blood Song were on there? Name of the Wind and Blood Song. Dang. Hey, I've really? evolved a little bit. I've evolved a little bit. He recommended Blood Song to you? I thought I recommended it to everyone. It was, I think it was both of you. I think both of I you do think. It. I do think Ryan discovered that one. Yeah, when maybe it? it was, yeah, it was definitely both of you. Yeah, I think I read it after all you guys had, so I'm not sure. Oh, wait, no. So, okay, it was published July 2011. Maybe this was, uh, yeah, so it was in 2010 close enough i didn't read blood song until probably 2013 yeah maybe this was yeah 2012 because i read it before tower lord came out yeah yeah never mind you're right this was when i got home okay either way it was it was after a long break from reading and you recommended after first long break first getting burnt out of wheel of time name of the wind and then after another long break blood song so you've been going for solid these recommendations for a long time steven Hey, Babel, Babel is new. There's no way I recommended I Babel to you back in 2013 or 2010. You might have been like, one day, Josh, there's going to be <laughs> this book comes out. Rebecca Kwong. She's in high school right now. But I really like coming of age school stories, which is why I'm really enjoying James Eilington's new book, The Will of the Many, which we have an arc for that uh, you should definitely be excited for. Maybe one day I will recommend that as when we do this episode again in five years, that will be on my list. Did you, did you ever read Wizard of Earthsea? Yes. Did you like, because that's the one that was, uh, that one heavily inspired Name of the Wind and is also a coming of age. Yeah, I like, student. I liked it okay. It, uh, it was just a little bit shorter and didn't quite have the same like it wasn't as fun for me yeah i feel like the the character and that wasn't as like sympathetic wasn't isn't like i don't know you yeah. didn't like him as much right right exactly but i could see why like it, it felt like a a foundational fantasy book written back in like yeah. what the 60s ish time period something yeah like it that. felt it felt like something that inspired something 
that I enjoy more. We can just leave it at that before I get even more controversial. Okay, Ryan, your turn. All right. I am surprised some of these picks are still we're not recommend or we're not in your guys' top three. I'm going to start off with my number three pick, which is Ender's Game. And I think there's good reason this has been made into a movie adaptation and is I feel like it's one of the first fantasy books. I remember um, not reading it myself, but like um, reading somebody else was reading it like on a long road trip and just talking about, you know, the beginning with Ender and the buggers and then. I think it's one of the books that I have read in one day just because of how engrossing it is and how interesting. And I think Stephen and I have similar tastes in uh, books. I also really like coming of age books in uh, school settings. And this is kind of, I mean, yeah, I guess I would consider it. That, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's funny that I would recommend this book because I haven't I I read um, the next book, Speaker for the Dead, but I didn't really like it that much because of the uh, philosophy. And I read Ender's Shadow, which I would also recommend if if you like Ender's Game, I would definitely recommend Ender's Shadow. Um, But I, I just haven't really gone into the series much past those. But I think these are like such quintessential i guess they're they're science fiction not fantasy they're such quintessential books um in the genre that um or i guess ender's game specifically it would be you know hard not to recommend it to somebody who i who's at all interested i guess i don't know what do you guys think about ender's game yeah that was on my short list as well i really like it because like you said um, you can either go like keep personal stories and go like uh, like Ender Shadow, or you can go like into like larger, more like sci-fi heavy books like a speaker. And you know you can kind of go yeah. branch off into either of those depending on uh, your interests. So I think that's a great pick. Yeah, my number two pick would be The Fits and the Fool, which surprise surprise, another coming of age book. I think this is nice. It's a much it's it's very different from Ender's Game, in the the sense, in the sense that it is I think very much fantasy. I, I don't know. I don't, I mean I guess now that I think about it, I can see a lot of similarities with the protagonists with um, both Fitz and Ender. They're they're both like I think very like thoughtful, but I, I guess maybe in the later books. But Fitz and the Fool, I think there's a lot of like mental health that isn't like directly talked about, but I think that, you know, Fitz has a lot of struggles with, you know, various mental health issues that I think I could see in myself at, at different times in my life. And so it was, it was easy for me to um, put myself in Fitz's shoes and in the story and especially, um, later books with his relationship with um like specifically the fool and i think how that that relationship like transcends so many other like other relationships in fantasy that that almost seem like shallow by comparison 
So Assassin's Apprentice is the book. Yeah. Like that that the, you would start with. Yeah. Yep. Assassin's yeah. Apprentice is the book. And mm-hmm. I guess the greater series is called The Realm of the Elderlings. Or maybe maybe that's the first trilogy. No, you're right. The whole like world is the realm of the elderlings. Okay. Yeah. Which includes two other one side trilogy and one side quartet, whatever you call the series of four books. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you said though. Like anytime that I can take a character and really put myself in their shoes and identify with them over like something really deep, especially when there's something that's going wrong in their life, that really mm-hmm. helps connect me to the series. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't think Jake and Josh, have you guys read Bits and the Fool? No. I, I've read the first trilogy and really and liked it a lot. All right. Moving on to my number one pick which is the book that I thought Josh was going to steal for me, but he didn't. So and that, that is Josh, Josh rates is five out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one that he said was court of thorns and roses. And that's because I totally disagree with Josh's opinion on this series. Is it red rising? It is red rising. <laughs> I think that it is just like, modern science fiction done so well it's so interesting i love the premise of the story which what do you know i I guess this isn't quite the same no it is a coming of age book what am i talking about all of these are coming of all of these coming of age age books military school it's all yeah yeah. and i so it it has a lot of similarities with ender's game now too i'm i'm realizing now that steven says first book for Uh sure yeah yeah, the first book. It's got a good romance for you as well, Ryan. Yeah, it checks it, all the Ryan boxes. Yeah, like what what else what else could you need? And I think that it's not it doesn't have a steep learning curve. It just grabs you and pulls you in. I'm rereading it right now and I love it and um I still don't understand why Josh didn't like it, but there you go. Are you so you're rereading in preparation for Lightbringer book six yeah so I've only read the first three books or the first trilogy um, of Red Rising and then I did not read books four and five which are High Iron Gold, Gold and Dark Age and Dark Age I actually think Same. Jake was the first one out of all of us to read Red Rising I don't remember who recommended it to me it might have hmm. been it was definitely in my like overdrive 3M library Libby days in college okay. where why are you acting like those days are past you Jake those are like well no they're they're back recently Emily was like why are we paying for audible where you can check everything out from the library and I was like yeah. because you don't That's a good own point it. <sighs> you don't own it on audible either man in in college though you're like I remember thinking man I can't wait till when I don't have to like put this book on hold and I can actually buy it like I thought I had arrived when I got like an actual Audible subscription and now we're back to the library. Anyway, there are definitely books that I want to own. Yeah. And Red Rising, I own the first trilogy and I don't regret that because it's a series that I'm going to read with my kids. I think Lisa recommended it to me. No, Steven, Lisa. That face was great. Who's who's Lisa? That face it's, was a, it's a person. It's a person that I haven't thought about in in years. Same. I'm surprised Josh didn't have a single comment that whole time. 
I no, I mean, like I, was I know baiting guys, him too. I know, I, I know. He, I was like, I, he just he I, just doesn't want to open up a big can. I was of like, worms. I've got a whole podcast without you guys getting mad at me for some hot take. Even I'm not gonna get rest, mad at you. The rest of the internet's gonna get, gonna get mad at me for recommending Harry Potter. Oh, so. Gosh. <laughs> but all I know is we ticked off the like online left with Harry Potter, and we ticked off the online right with Babel. So we're we're yeah, we're good. Covering all the so everyone everyone hates us. I also yeah. probably ticked off the left with left. Ender's game. Too. Oh yeah, left with Ender's game too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Is there any way we can get the center upset at us? It's hard to do. I mean, at that at that point, you're just like recommending like Mein Kampf or something <laughs> that like <laughs> is blatantly bad. All right. Well, hopefully, there's some open-minded people listening to the podcast. We haven't been <laughs> totally canceled. <laughs> Josh, why don't you like Red Rising again? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll have to go back and listen to the podcast. I just remember <laughs> he forgot his opinion, so he's got to listen. No, no, to no. I mean, I'll, it's, it's I, kind I'm of the same idea with the MacGuffin. I don't remember why. I just know I didn't like it, and I was right. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's valid. Wait, you can wait, remember wait. like yeah. the emotions. I can pull up some some general things. I feel like it was just very tropey. I felt like it just kind of tread mm-hmm. like went. Down I remember like this kind of predictable yeah. like plot points. I thought that the character wasn't super, super well developed, and the parts he was developed in, I didn't. Were there really some like. fake out deaths? I mean, there probably was. Were some. I don't know. I, that was early enough on my like reading resurgence that fake out deaths probably didn't bother me as much then. But maybe if I go read it, I'll be upset about a fake out death. I don't <laughs> know. Anyway, um, those are my kind of general feelings. I don't know. I would have to go listen. No, to I, I remember. It, I remember now. Well, regardless of Josh's hot take, I think it's a good pick, Ryan, because it's really accessible to. A lot of people like coming out of if you're someone who's coming out of like YA fantasy, you could pretty naturally get into Red Rising because it moves super fast paced. And it does. I mean, sure, it does have a lot of the tropes, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It it can make it really accessible to people who just want something, you know, fast and enjoyable and exciting. Good pick. Totally agree. (laughs) Any other like plus ones from you guys that need to be said that we that no one picked um books of Babel. books of yeah those are accessible pretty easy to start with i was also going to throw out uh his dark materials it's kind of a good one i'd yeah. say uh bartimaeus trilogy i think that's another like ya book that doesn't really i thought yeah i thought you were gonna do that jake yeah it was i thought the other ones were better picks as intros to fantasy but i i really like those i think they're like like that rare instance of it's like definitely YA, but it's not written down where I feel like a lot of times people are like, Oh, I'm writing to a YA audience. So I'm like uh-huh. dumbing down my writing and my themes, whereas that one doesn't at all. And you get like a really great character arc and progression. One uh, Dresden files. I remember Stephen, that was another one that one. You, you, you got me on when I was kind of in a reading slump. Yeah, that was me. And then there was another me? like, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, there's like another three or four year slump between uh when I finished that and and uh when the next one came out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bad timing. Yeah, it was very bad timing. I burned through those in like maybe eight or nine weeks. I read them really fast. I was looking at a list online, they had the first law on there, or they had the blade itself on there. And while I love that book, I don't know if I'd recommend that as an intro to fantasy itself. I so know. I recommend I recommended that one to my brother in law. He had, I, I, I think I'm actually the one that got him into Game of Thrones. Hayden, if you're listening, let me know. But I think I remember him saying that my Game of Thrones recommendation, like, uh, so he had read like A Song of Ice and Fire and loved, loved, loved those books. 
And so I was like, hey, if you like love Song of Ice and Fire, you should read this trilogy. Yeah. And, and he he got really into them. So yeah, I, I think, think that that's a good one for kind of like a second I think stage a, recommend. Yeah, exactly. Like it's especially if you like Game of Thrones, like that's a great pick. But if it's like, I don't know, it really depends. Like some people are like, hey, I want to get into fantasy, and then if like you can recommend those like different tiered books. But if it's like you're trying to convince someone to get into fantasy, I don't know mm. if that'd be a good. One I'm kind of surprised nobody even brought up was um, I Have the World. I think that's like, that could be in, you know, that's like a pretty solid like book that's like. Yeah, it's just hard. It's hard to say it's going to be a recommendation because there are so many books following that it's like, yeah, I don't know. I I thought about this and it is a really good recommendation. And I think 10, 15 years ago, people didn't care as much that it's part of a long series it'd be like, hey, here's a good book. You should read it. And then you just would keep reading the series. But nowadays, I think a lot of people are like, well, how many books is it? You know, I know everyone says that. Is it just because no one has an attention span anymore? I don't know. It's like, if it's good, just keep reading it. Be entertained. I mean, it's a commitment though. You know, and and also like monetary, like not everybody knows about Libby and or use it. So it's a lot of money if you're going to be buying all the books too. If you're listening, use Libby. It's only valid if you, you're like, I only have a year left to live. And so you have to option out your time. It's the only (laughs) valid reason not to read The Wheel of Time. No, no, it's the only valid reason to be like, how many books are there in this particular series? Ah, I don't know. I don't, honestly, that's kind of one of the things that's held me back from continuing on with Realm of the Elderlings is it just seems kind of daunting. Like there's so many more books left to read. That's fair. There are a lot. And I have like other things I want to read and I tend to get sucked into things. Anyway. All right, that's a wrap. Uh, before Ryan's cats completely uh, kill each other, uh, thanks Appreciate for listening. That. Yeah, thanks for listening. And if you want to participate in the upcoming March Twitter bracket challenge, where you, the listener, yes, you, right there at home, can participate. So um, I will send out a Twitter message. Uh, you can follow us at Fantology underscore books on Twitter. And you can just reply to that or DM us or, you know, whatever. Get There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. Let us know what your top three books are, intro to fantasy books or science fiction books, really. And then uh, over the course of the month of March, we will do a bunch of Twitter bracket competitions where the people out in the world can, uh, out on the internet, can vote. And eventually we will have an ultimate winner. And uh, there will be bragging rights on the line. So there you go. Just to just to make everybody really mad, is this the first one we've done since Elon Musk took over Twitter? Did we do one in December? We did one in December. The last one we did was December. Yes. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I'm wrong. Couldn't get one last chat in there. Yep. 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 Awesome. And if you want to chat with us more, you can always do that on Discord. Invites to our Discord server are on the episode description. And you can just kind of join and chat about whatever. And it's a all right, guys. See you later. All right. See you guys. Bye.